we see people coming through the pipeline, leaving for a couple of years or doing it right away, going to grad school and all the way finding different opportunities that respond to their skill set. So I'm, uh, I'm bullish on production and digital media in Connecticut. Select CT. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Select CT, a podcast about digital media careers in Connecticut. I'm David DeRoche. I'm with Quinnipiac University, and this is a podcast in partnership with the university and the University of Connecticut and also Digital Media Connecticut. Our episode today is talking about how do you get from the university to a career? So how do you transition from the academic environment to a working environment? And with us are two people who have uh, successfully done that. With me is Todd Barnes. He's the artistic director of of the FTMA Film and Television Graduate Program at Sacred Heart University, which is actually the only graduate film program in the state of Connecticut. Todd, welcome to Select CT. Thanks for having me. We also have Wayne Edwards. He's a distinguished lecturer in the Communications, Film, and Media Studies Department at the University of New Haven. Welcome, Wayne. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Glad to have you. So, Todd, you both of you actually have a pretty distinguished career in film and television, doing all kinds of really cool work, and you both have uh, successfully transitioned into academia, so now you're passing along those skills to students. So, Todd, just give me a, a sense of your career. What took you from doing the creative stuff to then becoming a professor and working with students? Just tell me about how you made that transition. Sure. Well, um, first of all, let me say I'm excited uh, to be on this podcast with Wayne because I looked him up a little bit earlier and uh, I'm a Connecticut native. So I grew up a big ESPN fan um, back when it was uh, uh, Australian rules football mostly and until today. So I'm looking forward to hearing his stories. Um, my story is uh, I made a lot of films with my brother. So we sort of both came up together from when we were kids with our dad's Betamax uh, until he actually went to NYU Film, um, and uh, during that time, we were in New York together and started making films. We spent the next 20 years in New York making independent films, um, worked a lot with NYU students, worked a lot with Columbia students, met people all over the country from, from all different walks of life. Um, and then uh, I had a couple kids. Um, I have an eight and a five-year-old now, and the last film we made, the last feature film we made, I was in New Orleans for four months. Uh, away from our family. So I thought, you know, this is a hard life. I'm not a soldier. Um, what's a, uh, another thing that I could do to, you know, have more of a home base? And so teaching was in my family history. My mother was a high school uh, French teacher at Holy Cross High School in, in Waterbury, Connecticut for uh, 35 years. Um, and so it's always been in our blood. And I started adjuncting um, and, uh, you know, teaching a little bit more here and there. And this is now my second year full-time absolutely love it. Uh, teaching is just a real joy to get to know these students, to work on their projects. I really found my wheelhouse and I'm still making films. Um, but now, you know, we've got, a we've got a lot of films to make and a lot of students to work with. Um, and so I came to it after a, you know, a 20 year career of, uh, working in crews. Um, and so, I, even the acad all the academia part is exciting to me learning you know how how we set up curriculum and and things like that so wayne well what about you you know working to todd's point you know working at espn you know i think a lot of people looking back on the heydays of espn when it was like this cutting edge thing that, that didn't really have any competitors um you know what was it like for you doing that and what was it like for you sort of transitioning from that work to the work you're doing now yeah, I mean, it started, you know, my, my love of TV started when I was a teenager. And what really set the tone was 
I went to a college for kids camp and on that, it, it was on a, uh, on a university that, that held the, the camp and on the way to, to the different activities, we would pass the television studio. And I was enthralled by all the knobs and the buttons and all that stuff. And even when I was a kid, I was, you know, fixated to the TV. You know, my parents would tell me, you didn't even, you didn't even pay attention to the actual programs. You, you perked up when the commercials were on. So that, that's telling um, in a way. Uh, but that really sparked my interest in getting into television. So when I went to college, I went to William Patterson in, um, in Wayne, New Jersey, uh, which is really close to New York City. And so I took advantage of the internships. Uh, so I had an internship first in radio uh, with uh, it's a legendary um, sportscaster. His name is Ed Ingalls. Uh, he, he was wonderful at his time. So I worked under him. And, you know, it was fascinating to go to Madison Square Garden to get all the, you know, sound bites from, from athletes you know, standing next to Michael Jordan, standing next to Shaquille O'Neal. That was when he was with Orlando. Um, but, you know, and, and getting a chance to be um, versed in how this content is put together. My second internship was with Madison Square Garden Network. So now it's with TV. Uh, and, and from there, you know, upon graduating, now listen, I tell, I tell my students this all the time. Now, back, back in my day, you know, the internet was just, you know, in its infancy. So, you know, looking for jobs was, you know, you, you got to, you, you know, you had to walk uh, and you had to go, you had to go places. So on my way uh, to my first job, which was uh, CBS radio, I would pass the ABC building, the NBC building. And at that time, job postings were on sheets of paper in the lobby. So I would go pick it up. And lo and behold, uh, one day I see an opening for production assistant at a sports network in Connecticut. And that's how I got my start um, at ESPN. Um, spent over 17 years there, started as a production assistant and just you know moved my way up to producer. Um, and being involved in a lot of technology, uh, you know, the transition from standard definition to HD, uh, I was a part of that. Uh, the HD to the wonderful, wonderful world of 3D television, which didn't last that long, um, was a part of that. But the fun part was traveling the world and seeing all different types of cultures while doing your job, which is to document the moment-to-moment -moment, um, live action of, of what people are seeing. Um, so did that for 17-plus years. Uh, met my wife there at ESPN. You know, your whole life, you know, kind of centers around, around your career. Uh, and then in 2013, this is when the next big technology change happens, you know. Uh, lots of people are starting to cut the cord uh, and move into streaming. Um, I, I don't think ESPN was kind of prepared for the, the, the mass uh, movement of that. And so, of course, that comes entail. You've got to trim, you know, your, your personnel. So unfortunately, 2013, um, I was one of the first among thousands that were laid off. Uh, but lo and behold, when, when that door closes, uh, another one opens, right, as they say. So from there, I was like, you know what, let me check out Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Let me see what's going on over there. So I called them up 
um, they hired me right away to, to start teaching, um, to start teaching broadcasting. Uh, and I did that for a couple of years. Uh, and then an opportunity came up at the University of New Haven. Uh, it was, it was an interesting story. I, I was having an interview with another corporate job. Uh, but at the same time, I was having talks with the University of New Haven. And the University of New Haven was almost like an exploratory type interview. So I was like, okay, in the fall, we'll get you ready. We can adjunct a few classes. That'll be great. I was like, all right, cool. Wonderful. Uh, on my way home, I get the phone call that um, instead of the fall, why don't we have you come in tomorrow to start our semester? And I was like, well... Wow. Well, okay then. <laughs> I will do that. So, the, you know, the choice was, do I go to this corporate interview in which, you know, the chances you're not, you know, are you going to get the job or not? Or you have something already. So, mm. you know, chose that. Yeah. And so Absolutely. as I say, the rest is history. So I've been teaching. I became full time um, uh, two semesters after that. And I've been teaching full time. And what I do is I, I teach all of the production courses in television and also E and G, um, and and I do teach convergent journalism, uh, and we do have uh, some other courses that involve streaming as well. But we can get into all that stuff later. But uh, that that that's the journey, man. That's super interesting. So, can you just real quickly tell me what convergent journalism is? Convergent journalism is broadcast television it is digital media it is all the different platforms that you create content on some people call it convergent some people call it multi-platform but what i say is the common denominator in all of that is storytelling we we are we are creating stories uh for our audiences to feel um and to and to be entertained by so I'll go to you, Todd, to start with this question. In terms of the university's program as part of creating a talent pipeline that takes students from high school and really gets them ready for the industry, um, tell me about what the work that you do at Secret Heart University, how it aligns with that, with creating the pipeline, make sure that the industry has new uh, talent coming through that are equipped to do the work that's needed. Yeah, right. I mean, I think, you know, and, and Wayne, I think probably would agree with this because we, we had careers in similar time spans is that the whole thing is changing so fast right now and the opportunities the new opportunities are so um, fresh and so unique that you want to be responsive to all that so you know our undergrad is real has been really uh, bolstering up uh, their film and tv and and a lot of their digital media stuff all the way across to be honest Uh, they spend a lot of money um, they make for nice facilities um, they get great talent uh, to teach, but just in film and TV specifically, uh, they're adding a minor. They're adding a lot of new courses. A lot of our graduate professors are now teaching in the undergrad too. Um, but you know, we also see that when people graduate from from uh, from college, there's some jobs and not all the jobs. And so uh, we have people coming back who want to sort of uh, hone their skills and and direct their talents more one way or or another. Um, the thing I think we're seeing most is that something that was a rarity, I think, when we were coming up, which is what I call a, a Swiss Army knife type of person, is what um, 
is what the job market is more demanding, which, and by that, I mean, somebody who's a director, a producer, does their own sound editing, writes something, can do an edit, maybe do a color correct. You know, that used to be eight people. Um, and so you've got, you've got a lot of the technology is available to people, um, but it's, it's hard to pick up all those skills and sort of be good at them all at once. And so you see this sort of shifting job market where there's a lot more opportunities than there used to be. It used to be you'd go to school for film and you had to be a feature film director or break into TV. And now, you know, somebody, somebody in Connecticut somewhere is going to come up with a webisode that's going to take over the whole country uh, and, and be super famous at some point. And I just don't know. I hope it's one of my students or one of Wayne's, but at some point it's going to happen. Um, and, uh, and, and that'll be the next thing. And so we, and then we've got, you know, the, the ever present social media position at, at a lot of companies, which is, Hey, can you come in and, you know, run our Facebook and our Instagram? Oh, and by the way, while you're doing that, can you make content? Can you interview people in a documentary style? Can you make a commercial? Can you make some spots? Can you write some copy? There's a lot of things that go into that. Um, and so we're trying to train people up in all those kinds of skills. So they're ready as, as everything, and you know, the, the target in front of them keeps moving. And so we've got to give them the skills to to sort of chase that but we find that our students do and they and they you know they're really valued when they get out into the um the, the professional world yeah todd just to add on that i mean that that, that is so true um because technology is changing and with the technology that changes the roles and responsibilities now become more combined and so the advantage of having instructors like like todd and myself is you know we've we've been there uh, we've been through technology changes, and we understand that the fundamentals of everything is still is still there. Um, but since we're still connected um, within the industry, that's where we can reach out to our our network of folks. Um, hey, what's changed? How can I now prepare my students uh, to help you when they eventually graduate? So I, you guys bring up an interesting point, which is that you know students um, need to be, you know, I think Todd, you put it, uh, Swiss Army knife, you know, type uh, have a Swiss Army knife type skill set. Um, do you feel like that universities generally do a good job with that, or are we still more compartmentalized in terms of of, of um, teaching? Like uh, Todd, what do you think? I mean, it would probably depend on the institution. You know, you, you've got to be flexible. Um, you know, I can speak specifically about, you know, graduate schools, for example. So I spent 15 years in New York um, as an independent filmmaker. Uh, we, we won some awards in, in Sundance. We got with all the right people and we, and we met a lot of uh, people from big film schools like AFI and NYU and Columbia and USC. Um, and a lot of those graduate schools uh, have, and they and they should have a sort of home run hitting mentality. Meaning, if you get a, a famous director from one of your groups, um, you know, and they take thirty two a year, and it's a three year program instead of our two year program. But if you get one of those thirty two people um, to get up and, and accept an Oscar every ten years, you're great. That's your that's your that's your business model, and that's your uh, brand. But we're a young enough graduate school, we're six years into our master's program, that when we see things coming, just like Wayne is saying, we'll, we'll go get instructors in that specific thing. And just to give you a really specific example, Justin Matley, who's doing our sound right now, came in as a guest speaker for us this year because 
we need someone to touch on being an expert in sound. And I was able to source that in Connecticut and bring him in. And, and if there's something new, you better believe I'm going to find one of the best voices for that and bring them into my class because I want to be very responsive. I want my people to graduate. Sure, I want an Oscar too. I hope somebody directs and gets an Oscar, but I really want people to graduate and be able to make money and to work for some companies or to make commercials or to, you know, go to New York and start your indie career with, with some knowledge and some capabilities, but we have to be responsive and flexible. So hopefully, you know, the, hopefully all the schools are, um, but I know that Sacred Heart is, and I'm part of that and I'm proud to be part of that. So Wayne, what do you think from your angle at um, at the University of New Haven? Do you feel like uh, I know some universities, you know, maybe it's it's uh, change can be difficult. Maybe professors, you know, become really expert in this one sort of thing, and so maybe asking them to sort of diversify uh, how they teach or teaching different skill sets might be challenging. Or creating programs that um, that require students learn all these different things. Um, do you feel like from University of New Haven that you guys are um, are staying on top of sort of this changing skill set? And then speaking more broadly, like how do you feel like um, institutions are doing generally with that? Yeah, like Todd, like Todd mentions that you know it varies by by institution. Um, and speaking for the University of New Haven, yeah, we you know starting this year, uh, we reconfigured our majors. So instead of six separate majors, we started to combine them: multi-platform journalism and media, um, film and entrepreneurship digital media and public relations, because we feel that those, those go hand in hand um, with each other. And as we talked about earlier on this podcast, we want to get these students prepared to be that Swiss Army knife type of, uh, type of person for, for companies. Um, I you know, some institutions, they, 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 the different colleges operate in silos. Um, and when I first came to the University of New Haven, um, it, it was like that. Uh, but I was like, listen, we, we have a business, uh, a school of business uh, that has sport management in it um, and also esports. I was like, guys, we've got to combine these things. We've got to collaborate uh, so we can get, you know, these students to education that can go across all of these platforms. So what I did in my, my second year at UNH was develop a sport communication minor um, so that students that are doing sport business, what if you run into a position that you're working with a team or a league that you also need to start doing video aspects to or some kind of media aspects? Here's where that minor comes in so we can get you the skills so you can fulfill all of that position, you could be that one person in that position that, you know, you become the MVP uh, of the company. Um, we've also um, garnered partnership with Fox 61. So Fox 61 for our journalism students and our communication students, uh, we have uh, the New Haven Bureau. As a matter of fact, you know, they, they share my office. Um, I've got Tony Terzi uh, and, and his photog John Roll. Uh, that come in, uh, they get ready for their story, and then out they roll for um, you know for for coverage. But you know they always make themselves available for when students come and, and they have questions regarding um, regarding uh, you know stuff in the field. So it, it's great to to have them. So and as the industry keeps evolving, it's it's 
it's our responsibility as as professors, as teachers, as institutions uh, to keep up with that evolution so that students are always ready and prepared. Mm. And it seems like that sort of collaboration that you have with Fox 61 is the kind of collaboration you would want to see a lot of higher education institutions engaging in. You know, and I know at Quinnipiac and at UConn and, and probably at Sacred Heart, you, you know, being intentional in terms of seeking out um, you know, internships um, or being partners with organizations that are doing good work and making sure that students have that real world experience through their internships or some sort of partnership. So, um, yeah, it's great to hear that you guys are staying on top of that. I want to talk about Connecticut specific careers. Um, we only got a couple minutes left, but I want to give each of you guys a chance to to touch on that. Do you feel like, and, and um, Todd, let's we'll start with you. Do you feel like um, that Connecticut, in terms of the opportunities here in the digital media um, space, are enough to encourage students to stay here? Do you feel like students have opportunities in Connecticut, or do you find that students more often tend to look outside Connecticut for jobs? It seems like they would, but I, I hear that Connecticut you know, is starting to offer um, a little bit more for them in terms of job opportunities. So what's your thought on that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's I, it's tied to my earlier point about how we're and and Wayne's I think as well about how we're in this big evolution right now. Um, and so when I started, uh, you had to be in New York or Los Angeles to be doing any of this kind of thing, and that's just not true at all. Now it's really everywhere. Like I said earlier, somebody's going to do a show in Connecticut that they film in their backyard for zero dollars and it's going to sweep the nation. And it just hasn't happened yet. And that wasn't available before. But that's on the creative side. On you know, the just getting job side of things, it's also equally been democratized in that kind of way. I mean, just because you know, you can you can get equipment and stuff like that means that you can make this happen all through Connecticut. So we've had people graduate and do many different things. We have people who, of course, go and work for WWE or NBC Sports or ESPN, things like that. Um, but then we also have people who just form their own production companies and and start making commercials. Um, we have people who work in the city. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of opportunities in Connecticut and they keep growing. You know, you see all these companies, everyone needs content. Everyone's going to need some sort of video content to to tell their story, and so that's only increasing that demand, and that demand is evenly spread anywhere that business is done. Um, so we're seeing a lot of opportunities come to Connecticut, and like I said, I lived in Brooklyn for 15 years. I came back to Connecticut intentionally. Uh, I grew up in Middlebury, Connecticut, which is you know like a suburb of Waterbury. Um, also became very confusing because I went to Middlebury College in Vermont. Uh, so when people said to my mom, "Oh," Uh, and actually, my brother went there too. I should say. So I said, "Well, when your son's staying home, she had to just give him a nice smile <laughs> and move on." Um, but no, you know, I love Connecticut. I want to raise my kids here. I have always thought there were opportunities here. You know, you always hear about brain drain or stuff like that. People leaving Connecticut, um, and I don't know what the reason for that was. I was one of them. I went to New York for a long time, but I'm back because I love it here. And I think now that the opportunities are spread far and wide, it's much more about talent and hustle than it is about geography. So, you know, we see people coming through the pipeline from high school all the way through undergrad at Sacred Heart, leaving for a couple of years or doing it right away, going to grad school and all the way finding different opportunities that respond to their skill set. So I'm uh, I'm bullish on production and digital media in Connecticut. What do you think, Wayne? How do you, how do you feel about the industry in Connecticut? Yeah, the industry in Connecticut is thriving. Um, and the one word I would I would 
challenge all of us here is exposure, right? So high school students here um, in the state, uh, they may or may not be uh, aware of the opportunities uh, that are here in Connecticut in, in response to um, in regards to digital media. Uh, so we need to expose that. And I think um, what we're doing here and digital media um, CT is doing a great job of doing that. And for college students, I mean, I mean, look at our look at where our colleges are are located. Central to New York, so we have students from New York, Pennsylvania, Massachusetts, and New Jersey, right? So they're they're already thinking big major cities. So we've got to let them know that hey, not only do you have those big major, but you've got a lot to choose from here in Connecticut. And this is the pipeline and this is, you know, the means of exposure that we're doing to help them realize that. And that just increases their chances more of finding an opportunity to start their career. Well said. Well, I want to give you guys a quick, just very quickly, uh, opportunity to give listeners a chance to go somewhere to learn more. So, uh, Todd, where can uh, students go to learn more about the programs that Sacred Heart University offers? Um, great. Yeah. Thank you for asking. Um, yeah, please, you know, go to sacredheart.edu. That's obviously the best way to go in always. You can kind of see everything we have to offer. But, you know, in recent years, um, we, we bought the GE World Headquarters. So we've got brand new digs over there. We've got our own uh, studio, um, our own soundstage. We got a bunch of editing suites, all new equipment. So we're we're ready and raring to go. We can go soup to nuts on a film production from idea to delivery um, in one building now. So hopefully uh, we'll, we'll have the opportunity to have students uh, that are interested come by on a tour very soon. Awesome. And Wayne, what about uh, at the University of New Haven? Where can they learn more? Yeah, folks, head over to newhaven.edu. That's your that's your first stop there. Uh, there are virtual open house uh, tours uh, that are going on. And I do have to say with, with our communication department, um, we <laughs> two years ago, we had a new studio. Okay, great. It's good state of the art studio. Now we are transitioning that studio to a newer building that was just built, the Bergami um, Science and Innovation Center, um, where we are collaborating with uh, with other colleges, uh, with other schools within the, within the university. Now our studio is five times larger than what it was before, um, complete with a, a Foley set, uh, complete with uh, 4K uh, editing. Uh, so for film students, for communication students, for journalism students, um, I, I mean, even digital, you know, digital media, obviously, and, and, and PR, now we've got an even more centralized hub where students can collaborate uh, and create content um, based on their creativity. So head on over to newhaven.edu. Uh, check that out. And then if you if you have any any questions, I mean, you know, you can always uh, folks can always reach out uh, to me via email at w edwards at newhaven.edu. Awesome. A lot of opportunities out there for students. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Quinnipiac University. Uh, check qu.edu out and you can check out our new podcast studio, which I am the new director of, and all the other cool programs that we offer. A lot of opportunities at all the universities around the state for students to learn about these cool things. So please check them out. So I want to thank Wayne Edwards, the lecturer in communications, film and media studies at the University of New Haven, and also Todd Barnes, who's artistic director and the in the FTMA film 
film and television graduate program at Sacred Heart University. Gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us on Select CT. On the next episode of Select CT, we're going to be talking motion design and animation with Stephanie Tuego from NBC Sports. Please join us. Select CT is a podcast production of Digital Media CT in partnership with Quinnipiac University, the University of Connecticut, and the Connecticut Office of Film, Television, and Digital Media. Our producer is Justin Matley. Matt Werwood is our executive producer. Our marketing coordinator is Marvin Lewis. I'm David Roche. Thanks for listening. Select CT. Select CT.